0: Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Jet Blue Meets UFO and CIA Says No Disclosure for You. That's correct. JetBlue Meets UFO and CIA Says No Disclosure for You. The first article we're going to look at, and you can find the links at the website UFOWarning.com, UFOWarning.com. The first article comes to us from TheSun.com. It begins by saying, UFO woe, JetBlue pilot spots UFO transforming in midair, 37,000 feet over Texas beyond spectacular sight. Now they have a little video of it here, and it is pretty interesting. It's another one of these, I would say almost looks like a globe-type UFO. Uh, it begins by saying, a JetBlue pilot has reportedly spotted what he said was a UFO trans forming in mid-air 37,000 feet over Texas. Footage that appears to have been taken from inside a cockpit shows a white dot hovering in the distance. The clip was posted to Reddit by a user who claimed his pilot friend filmed the encounter last week, according to the Daily Star. In it, a white spot can be seen disappearing before coming back and melting. Stunned, the pilot is said to have noted there was nothing showing on the radar for traffic control, and nothing showing on the traffic collision avoidance system at the time the video was taken. He added, over Texas, 4.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ground speed 537,000 feet. So, it goes on and says, we witnessed it for about five minutes, at which point it disappeared and then came back. It looked like two boxes melting into each other, actually sighting Actual sighting was spectacular. Beyond what this video shows, we were stunned. The Sun has contacted JetBlue for comment. The clip has been compared to a U.S. Navy pilot, Ryan Graves, UFO sighting in which he described a sphere encasing a cube. It goes on it says, and says, then it talks a little bit about uh, Joe Biden's new UFO office, which I'm not going to pay any attention to that, but... I did watch the video. You can link to it from the site. It is impressive. And, it you know, like a lot of times, I think the videos don't always do justice to what um, the w- eyewitnesses are actually seeing. Uh, there's just no way they can capture uh, the actual real-life experience of what these, what these UFOs are doing. And part of this may just relate to the technology we have is not quite uh, capable of replicating what the human eye sees and part of it might just be that um, interface of experience that the witness or the UFO experiencer has with the object and honestly I think it's more than just seeing the thing it is almost as if there is a, a extra physical or almost a supernatural element to these things because well they're so strange. And they're acting in ways that we know full well that a, a human-powered craft could never act in. And it seems as though the, a lot of these sightings are transitioning from what you know traditionally might have been like a a uh, flying saucer type to more and more. <clears throat> excuse me. What we see is these these orbs. That's the only way to really describe them. They're definitely um, <clears throat> they're definitely something that goes really beyond anything that we can that we can comprehend, uh, other than to say that maybe there's some type of uh, energy mass. Physically, they don't really relate to anything that we would be flying. You know, it's hard to imagine that this could be a, a top secret Chinese craft or a top secret Soviet Union craft, and <clears throat> all the talk about China and Russia having these advanced weapon systems. Let's just be honest for a second. You take so, take Russia, the former Soviet Union, for example. They have one aircraft carrier. Okay, one. They have one aircraft carrier. Let me repeat that. Their whole navy, one single aircraft carrier, and it's not nuclear powered. It runs off basically oil sludge. It's a very old, by our accounts, outdated uh, ship. That's for their that's where their levels at of being able to feel new technology. Uh, the Chinese, okay, a lot of talk about the hypersonic missile, but let's be honest. Let's talk about the Chinese uh, navy's aircraft carrier. The Chinese have yet to figure out how to launch a modern air a modern fighter jet off of an aircraft. That's why they have to have that uh, roller coaster looking. Uh, off-ramp. It's a, it has a loop to it, so they have to actually send their jets up in the air to create enough lift to get them airborne, because they aren't able to replicate our aircraft carriers. The Chinese military and the Russian military is basically a joke compared to the U.S. Yes, yeah, sure, they have nuclear weapons and all that, but the level of technology that they are able to field is nothing compared to what the U.S., puts out there and we can't compete with these things they run circles around our jets so something's going on and it's a technology or it's a type of energy or more and more you're hearing you're hearing terms uh, claiming that they're probably extra dimensional but it's something way past where we're at that is for sure and this JetBlue video uh, just as another reminder of that and it's good uh, hopefully more and more pilots will become uh, open-minded to this we don't have to depend upon Tom DeLong and his cronies to hang on to a uh, secret government video that they've monetized for their own purposes and then release to the public to make money off of. We can actually depend upon our our, our fellow humans, some of who happen to be airplane pilots, to film these things and to release videos on the internet, and we can all see it. To me, this stuff is just as good as what DeLong put out. And I don't have to watch a YouTube video with his ads smeared all the way through it. I don't have to listen to his you know, crazy theories and, and his superiority complex uh, to get to the facts. We can just get it from each other. We don't need to the Academy of the Stars. We don't need these for-profit people that have inter- interjected themselves into the whole UFO phenomena. We don't need it. Okay, it's, This needs to be a grassroots, ground-floor thing. Where we exchange the internet, use the internet to exchange this information ourselves and come up with our own ideas. We'll find our own truth. We don't need Tom DeLong to uh, sit up there like he's some sort of UFO, you know, I hate to even use the word, but some, some sort of UFO uh, messiah that he's going to depart the truth to us, okay? He's not. He's not the messiah. The messiah has already come, okay? We don't need Tom for that. We don't need to the stars to sit up there and pontificate about how much more they know than we do about the UFO phenomena. We do need more of these airline pilots uh, to post these videos, to just be open about it. Just tell the truth. That's all. Now, been talking about private corporations uh, injecting themselves into the UFO phenomena, and believe me, it's mainly just for the money, uh, this this whole notion goes up again. Uh, Glenn Greenwald was, uh, I guess, recently informed uh, in regard to a FOIA request that he made about the CIA having a certain um, a certain a sample of UFO metamaterial. This is actual UFO material coming off the uh, ship or something that was left some res- some residue left behind or whatever. Uh, it was recorded. There, it was. There was supposed to be a document describing it, but now the U- they say, "Well, we've lost it." Well, this is another scammy, sketchy little thing that the deep state likes to do. If they don't lose it, then they've sent the information off to a private company, and you can't have it either. So, anyway, this article can be found on the BlackVault.com, where he does so much good work over there, and it says, and. Yet another instance, also it's linked at the website UFOWarning.com. The article begins, And yet another instance, the CIA has lost an important part of their history relating to UFOs. We know their record dealt with physical evidence connected to a UFO phenomenon in some way, but exactly how or what it was remains a mystery. And then he says, but first some background. For decades, the Black Vault has profiled a two-page memorandum originally classified as at an unknown level, which was released in redacted form in 1978 to another requester. It showed that it was written by CIA personnel names redacted from the Domestic Contacts Division's DCD to an unknown person named Redacted on April 16, 1976. The redacted memorandum outlines details about physical evidence of some kind and how it related to UFO phenomena but the exact details were hard to determine. Well, yeah, of course they're hard to determine when they hand you a piece of paper that's basically just covered in black magic marker. That's another one of their little games they like to play. Oh, yes, we're going to have disclosure. What they're going to disclose to you are a bunch of blacked-out documents. It goes on and says, Much relating to the physical evidence that was hand-carried to the office of the CIA's Assistant Deputy Director of Science and Technology... Was redacted. In addition, as the memorandum outlined, the doctor, an ADDST, examined the physical evidence and decided to look further into the matter to help advise the unidentified CIA personnel who originally brought the material in. That advice, whatever it might have been, as given by the ADDST, was redacted from the released original document. Then it goes on It says, On the second page, it is further revealed that with the CIA, there were people who were monitoring the UFO phenomena, but it was not any official basis. This is more bull crap. You see, if they can't move the work to an off-site private contractor, then they just say, well, our people were doing it, but not in an official capacity. Well, if it wasn't in an official capacity, then... uh, what are their perimeters? What are their, I mean, do they have to keep what they find secret? Are they bound by the same secrecy laws they would be if they were working for the CIA? Uh, are they operating within the boundaries of the United States? Because isn't the CIA supposed to be limited to endeavors outside of the United States? It's, really, this would seem to me to be, on the face of it, illegal. But there you go. We have a deep state that's run wild run amok. And so if you think that the current uh, commander-in-chief who can hardly make it through a meeting without having his adult defense changed, is running things, you should reconsider and, and educate yourself a bit. It goes on, it says, given the details that were available in the released record along with the fact much was still redacted, the Black filed a mandatory declassification review case okay, on January twenty fourth, 2019, to get the record reviewed for potential further release. The, <clears throat> the intent with MDR cases such as these is essentially to get the agency to conduct an internal review, the complete record with no redactions, and then potentially release more information if it is not considered classified or exempt. However, after nearly three years of waiting, the CIA told the Black Vault that the original documents which which had no reductions was gone oh i'll bet it is i'll bet it is it's just gone in other words go sit on it this has become a trend as the black vault has outlined on numerous occasions here here and here and then has links that the CIA is continually losing UFO records that may potentially have some sort of the best evidence for determining what could be behind these phenomena? And then it goes on, it says, The CIA's MDR final letter, along with the original document released from 1978, is below, and then it lists that. So there you go. You know, your Glenn Greenwald, your well-known uh, uh, in the UFO circles, uh, has millions of documents that he's requested releases on and, and gotten. And he tries to get this release and he's just basically told to uh, shove off, take a hike, go for a walk. Uh, we're not giving it to you. This is one of the this is one of the things that I have uh, really sticks in my craw with Trump. Yeah, you know, he was in there for four years, and he could have cleaned house a little bit, but he didn't. He just uh, seems like he just rode along, and uh, didn't didn't make the changes that he needed to make. Didn't open up. Uh, the files he couldn't even release files on Kennedy from you know almost sixty years ago. Uh, he he cackled a little bit about what he knew about UFOs, and then really never did anything um, to expound on that. The fact is, the sunshine is the best disinfectant. That's why the deep state fears sunshine so much, and. And I think this should just remind people that they're not going to get disclosure from the deep state. They're not. They're just not. They're going to get a narrative. They're going to get a lot of lies. But they're never going to get the truth. Now, I, I want to go on here. There's an article. This dates back a little further. September 4th, 2021, from MysteriousUniverse.org. And they got a lot of good stuff over there. The title says, UFOs, the CIA, shadowy cover-ups, and the strange odyssey of Leon Davison goes on and says the UFO field is full of strange individuals ranging from whistleblowers to insiders to those who seem to have gone too deep. Well, I would would expand on that and say that it also includes people that uh, used to work for the deep state uh, who are now trying to convince us that they no longer work for the deep state, that they've seen the light, and that they somehow mysteriously came into possession of videos that nobody else could get their hands on, but we should still believe that they are people of character, even when they do things like film government workers in hotels and don't tell them when they show their shadowy figures on a nationally broadcast television show. But I digress. He goes on here in this article and says... Uh, such It says, uh, to those who seem to have gone too deep, such stories can offer, often take many twists and turns to the point where it all seems almost like a spy thriller. One such case was a respected scientist who had some very strange ideas on the UFO phenomena and who, had, who would pursue them through the very highest levels of the government and find himself going down a rabbit hole of conspiracies and disinformation. Although his name might not be as familiar to most, Leon Davison was a pretty big deal in his day. Born in 1922 in New York, he earned a Ph.D. from Columbia University's School of Engineering and Applied Science and rose through the ranks, becoming a respected chemical engineer, attracting the attention of the U.S. government, who at the time were recruiting sharp minds to work on the Manhattan Project designing the atomic bomb. He was hand-picked to join the atomic bomb development team before he had even graduated Columbia, moving to Los Alamos, New Mexico for the project, after which he went on to take on numerous assignments for the Atomic Energy Commission and the Department of Defense at the Pentagon. In the mid-1950s, he moved in the private <clears throat> into the private sector, becoming an expert in computer technology and working for such large corporations as Union Carbide, Teleregister, Western Union, General Precision Laboratories, and IBM. He also worked as a private consultant for both the private sector and the government, such as work done for Oak Ridge National Laboratories, all while running his own technology consulting and design company called the Metro Processing Corporation of America and volunteering at the Civil Defense Filter Center in White Plains, New York, helping to track and identify aircraft flying over the New York metropolitan area. But see, it's clear back then. Yet, this guy's got his own business going. At the same time, he's double-dipping, working for the government. goes on and says... He also worked as a private consultant for both private sector and the government, such work done for Oak Ridge Laboratories, all while running zone technology consulting design company called Metro Processing Corporation of America and volunteering at the Civil Defense Filter Center in White Plains, New York, helping to track and identify aircraft flying over the New York metropolitan area. It was during these years that he would also get drawn deeply into the role of UFOs. And it is from here that his life would wander down a rabbit hole of strangeness and government conspiracies. And it's got a picture of him here. You can have a look at this at the website, ufowarning.com. Davis devoted enormous amounts of his free time to researching and absorbing everything he could on the UFO phenomena, even having his own experiences with these objects during his work with the Civil Defense Filter in the form of unidentified radar signatures. It is important to note, at a time when most people equated UFOs with aliens, Davison was quite the opposite in his opinion. These were not alien spacecraft from beyond the stars, but rather experimental aircraft being secretly tested and flown by the government. And furthermore, he believed that the Air Force and especially the CIA were deliberately making the public think it was all aliens and spaceships and actively promoting this notion as part of a misinformation and propaganda campaign to cover what they were really up to. In his opinion... All UFO sightings were staged by the government, and they helped to promote the ideas of aliens through actively supporting the publishing of sightings, accounts, and books on UFOs. Now, I just have to say that from my own personal experience, this is about the most asinine, simplified notion that you could apply to this phenomenon. I personally, well, just over 10 years ago now, had an experience where I saw a UFO. At the time, a complete non-believer. Now, why in the world the U.S. government would feel it necessary to arrange um, this strange up-close uh, sighting that I had would be beyond me. The, the cost of the cost of creating a craft like this. And staging that sighting would have been in the millions and millions of dollars. And to do that for someone who didn't talk about it for a long time afterwards. Okay? And lots of people are in the same boat. Lots of these sightings have gone back. I found them clear back into the 1920s in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. So to think that somehow the CIA, which wasn't even created then, was going around. Staging these UFO sightings, all of them, is about the most simple-minded, childlike approach that you could take to explain the UFOs. But you still hear this theory put out there. You hear it all the time. Now, could we say that some of these could be staged by the CIA? Yeah, perhaps. If, that's, if somehow they want to direct their narrative one way or the other but the notion that the entire phenomena of ufos has been created and put on by the cia is just not it's it's just not even possible it's like saying the cia is responsible for every paranormal encounter that anybody has ever had you know these things exist we don't always understand them Quite frankly, I don't know if we ever understand them, but people have these experiences. Whether it's you know a UFO sighting or whether it's some other kind of paranormal experience, people have them that are believers. People have them that are non-believers. People have them who uh, are religious, say, or have a have a relationship with you know with God, and people who are are complete atheists have these experiences. So it doesn't seem like it's really um, based on your personal belief system, on whether you believe in UFOs, don't believe in UFOs. It just seems like it's something there. It's kind of like lightning. It happens. Now, we don't understand all the physics of it, but we know enough not to go outside in the middle of a rainstorm when it's lightning out. Now, he goes on and he says... um, And they helped to promote the idea of aliens through actively supporting the publishing of sightings, accounts, and books on UFOs, as well as ramping up hype and publicity for well-known alien contactees, such as George Adamasky, who claimed to have met with friendly Nordic alien space brothers and taken flights with them to the moon and other planets. Indeed, Davison even believed that the government was either employing these contactees and telling them what to say or guiding them in the direction they wanted. Davison would say, of all of this, it became clear to me, early in the nineteen fifties that the CIA, specifically Alan Dulles, had used legitimate flying saucer events as a tool to the cold in, in the Cold War. During the nineteen fifty Alan Dulles became actively involved with the CIA work on the saucers and saw the psychological impact which they had. He started a plan to build them up as a psychological warfare weapon. Duels wanted Russia to waste effort on defenseless on defenses against objects having the extreme capabilities implied by the public saucer stories. Duels also adopted a concept from his old friend Carl Jung and co-opted the myth that benign aliens have visited Earth for millennia. He used magicians, illusions, tricks, and showmanship to blend in sightings, landings, and contacts with legitimate military test sightings. The public perception grew from comic book to TV show that space travel was a real possibility, easing congressional appropriations for the moon race. With Russia, later duels found the saucer believers and their clubs an ideal propaganda vehicle. Well, the CIA could use any uh, fringe group as a propaganda vehicle. We see this today with uh, the FBI stings, where uh, they claim it's a plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan, and it ends up that I think what four out of nine of the people involved were FBI informants. I mean, this t- There's no. There's no balance to this stuff. Uh, deep state operatives are constantly infiltrating any kind of fringe group, uh, whether it's a patriot group or a religious group or the local mosque or whatever. Okay, that that's not really even debatable. Okay, they tell us they do it, so. Could there be some sort of CIA or deep state a project to infiltrate uh, UFO clubs to plant this stuff? You know, maybe to throw a few weeds in the garden, who knows. But then still, the notion that the CIA could somehow, possibly, coordinate every UFO sighting is just ludicrous. He goes on, he says... It secretly sponsored the formation of saucer study groups and contact clubs, including the N.I.C.P. N.I.C.A.P. under T. Townsend and Brown, with whom, incidentally, I have had no—I have had voluminous correspondences. The CIA set up many saucer publishers, sponsored the publicly received publicity received by Ademsky's book and others, and sponsored the wave of saucer articles in 1952 in Life, Look, etc. By fall of 1952, the CIA had laid out its plans for the landing and contact stories. The warm-up for this had been the fabricated and painted and planted stories about little green men, such as a famous lecture at the University of Denver in March 1950, described in Scully's book, Behind the Flying Saucers. This was a psychological test and showed that about 50% of college-level people would believe a well-presented story. In short, he thought the entire UFO phenomenon, from sighting to close encounters to abductions, was all success was all carefully orchestrated by the CIA for the purpose of subterfuge, psychological manipulation, and psyops. He also explained that Anonymous radar targets were a part of this conspiracy as well, claiming that the government was intentionally using mechanical countermeasures against radar to produce blips on the screens and create the illusion of UFOs and hide the test of their own secret crafts. When a major flap of UFO sightings occurred over Washington in 1952, Davison believed that it was all staged by the government. And that the wave was a CIA field evaluation of psychological warfare trick. And that same year he went to the Pentagon to grill a Colonel W.A. Adams and Major Dewey J.J. Fournette on the matter of which he would say, I presented a four-page list of questions, the answers to which proved to me that the AF investigation of saucers was completely a cover-up for something else. Colonel Adams asked Major Fornet to give me a private showing of the Mountain films which at the time convinced me that the saucers must indeed be real. Davison continued his drive for disclosure of the government's real intentions by targeting what is called Special Report number 14, a report put together in 1952 by Project Blue Book. The Air Force's investigation into the UFO phenomena and was meant to be shown to a multidisciplinary panel of scientists for evaluations. At the time, the report was top secret, but through sheer persistence and drive, Davison was able to convince a congressional committee to make the Air Force allow him to freely publish Report 14, which he prolifically and widely distributed as a booklet titled Flying Saucers An Analysis of Air Force Project, Air Force Project Blue Book. Special Report Number 14. He believed the Project Blue Book was nothing more than a ruse and disinformation public relations campaign, and that many involved in it didn't even know they were being played like a fiddle. The day the government the, fiddled by the government, including even then director of Project Captain Edward J. Rupert. He would say of this Project Blue Book was warmed up in 1950 and 51. Ruppelt was selected by a screening process and groomed for the job of public relations. Catspaw, without his knowledge, and a series of incidents was planned and carried out and involved in regular military units, which led to cases considered authentic evidence of saucers. And it just kind of goes on like that. I wanted to look at this because it gives you an idea of kind of the two sides of the CIA conspiracy thing. In modern times, well, among most UFO believers, myself included, they think that the CIA, deep state, whatever, Pentagon, whatever they know, they're not really going to share all of it with us. They have their own reasons. Whether it's national security, some of it, sure, probably is. But a lot of it's just the fact that in these power structures, the whole point is to monopolize power and when information becomes power then you have to monopolize that and you do that by stamping it with the top secret file or by hiding it away or by just telling people well we've lost it we've seen this happen over and over again in the intelligence community with over classifying stuff so this is not a new trend so a lot of reasonable people believe that yes the ufo phenomenon is absolutely it's real it could be attributable to different things. Some of it probably is top-secret UFO craft or whatever. But a lot of this stuff was just unexplainable. Just like with my personal experience, and I've talked about it before on the show, I don't believe for one second that the military would be, you know, out here on the plains in the middle of nowhere, basically, testing a vehicle. We, where I live at, there's not even... a, a a military base around for probably at least a couple 300 miles I don't know there would be better places to do that sort of thing this phenomena happens for whatever reason it happens whether we just happen to be in the particular mindset we're able to see it whether it is something from some other dimension that's trying to affect us or whether we just happen to be right place right time what it is we're saying I None of us can really know because we're seeing stuff that doesn't fit our normal daily reality. So to just to simply say, well, this must be the boogeyman doing this. I think we're attributing a little too much power to them. And you have to think about it. If the people that run the CIA, I mean, the guys that brought you waterboarding for crying out loud. I mean, they've done some things that aren't that nice. Do you really think that if they had that kind of power to imitate these UFO events? I mean, think about the one that happened to Phoenix, you know, 10, 12 years ago. you got a triangle the size of a dozen football fields flying across the city, you know. It, the, the, the cost that would go into faking one of these accounts... It's. It would be so tremendous. It wouldn't. You, you. They wouldn't be able. Even. Even the U.S. government couldn't do it. The. The. The phenomena is that big. Okay. So to just attribute this all to, the deep state boogeyman, that doesn't work for me either. It's. A, that's just a very sim, Simple-minded way of saying, well, this makes my head hurt thinking about. So I'm going to come up with a way to pretend like it doesn't exist. Now you know. If you haven't spent much time studying the UFO phenomena, if you've never had a personal experience, then you might be able to say, well, yeah, I mean, if you're the kind of person who's just, who's just going through the day, turning through the channels, and you, you could just kind of compartmentalize that by saying, oh, yeah, well, the deep state did it. But if you really stop and look at it and look at the details... And think about the millions and millions of people every year who are having experiences with these things, who are just observing them, okay? Let's just say observing them, okay? There's no way that one government agency could be creating all of this stuff. There's just too much of it. It's too big. And like I said, with my specific experience, you know, I saw this craft just basically rise up out of the ditch, drift over almost like a hot air balloon in the medium of the highway, and as it did this, the size increased. It had a light. I mean, it just this incredibly bright light came off of it. I can still see it today. And it was shaped in a, like almost like an upside down table made out of concrete. As only way I could describe it, the a weird, strange shape that made no that made no sense until looking back. It's almost as if it pieced together different elements of the environment around it, a bridge up the ways, the color of the concrete from the highway, the blue light from a cell phone tower. It's like I just pieced all these things together in some hodgepodge of artificial intelligence and just created this image itself, okay? That tells me this is something way beyond uh, a CIA prop, okay? What's happening here is it's probably some sort of interdimensional phenomena. We're dealing with some sort of intelligence, good or bad, That's occasionally interfacing with us. And when it does, maybe these UFOs are just... uh, Maybe there's a simulation created in order to try to fit in or blend in. Who knows? I know it's at a level that's far higher than... Oh, look at the fast airplane the Air Force just made. Okay. We have to look at this thing at at, at 4th, 5th, 6th dimension level. We can't just explain it away with these silly fairy tales that oh the deep state did it at any rate I just I just found the whole thing uh, fascinating you know the CIA is still involved in the UFO phenomenon the deep state still the deep state is still beating this thing like a dead horse they're going to use whatever i suppose is at their disposal to increase their budget control people whatever but in wrapping up i would just say If those people had that kind of power, don't you think that this COVID lockdown would have lasted a lot longer than it did? We've seen the kind of people that run our government, that run the governments of the world, are basically sociopathic control freaks. Okay? Look what they've done the last two years. Sick people go to the hospital they can't get help. They're told there's no cure for it. Uh, One doctor says there's no cure. I can do nothing. Another doctor says, Oh, yeah, here's some antibiotics and some zinc. You'll be fine. So my point is this if the CIA had the control had the, had the wherewithal to stage every single UFO sighting I, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now on a podcast it, it's we, we just have to go back to this whole thing of finding your own disclosure pointing your camera up at the sky and, and filming that strange thing that you don't understand and not being afraid to talk about you know experiences that we've had ourselves this is how we get to the point where we can begin to develop an idea of what it is that we're seeing and what it is that this phenomena is good bad or indifferent until next time this is ufo warning over and out